I declare Welcome back to another episode of Oddly Specific Pop, the fastest growing podcast in all of YouTube and on all of the podcasting platforms. I am your host, Luis Chavez, and I'm joined, as always, by my co-host, AJ Hoven. How are you doing, AJ? Hey, I am, well, I am B-OK. Uh, just, uh, just trying to get by, man. How are you, Lou? Um, Same. A lot has happened in the, you know, 2020 is uh, just a remarkable year. And I must say, I love the fact that I'm living through history. You really are. We all are. <laughs> <laughs> but in more specific terms, I'm doing okay. I'm doing okay. Good, good. Well, that's good. There's a, there's a lot to cover. Today we are going through a rather legendary um, director, writer, auteur. Um, it's pronounced author. Author, yeah. that's right, yeah. He is the author of many movies. <laughs> uh, <laughs> Sorry, uh, I don't speak French. Uh, submarine enthusiast. A submarine enthusiast, that is correct. That is correct. Um, so yeah, it's a... Uh, there's a lot going on here, yeah. right? I mean, we are, of course, talking about the same person, AJ, right? We are. Okay, Michael well, let's say Scott. it on three. Damn oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> Today, uh, we're going to be talking about James Cameron, one of the most uh, renowned filmmakers around, who's still doing it at the ripe old age of uh, 65. Hey, he's a lot younger than I thought he was. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, I knew this whole, the whole time. I knew it. Yes. He is... He's been around forever. He's done a lot of folks' um, really f uh, favorite films. In fact, I'm, uh, I've pulled up his IMDb here, and as we get into it, we're gonna, I'm, I'm going to tell you that I forgot he did one of these films, and it's hilarious because I also really love that film. Um, but yes, he's, he's a really interesting, uh, director, I think hard to peg in terms of a style. Um, and just really, I mean, some groundbreaking stuff. So I'm excited to, to talk about it. So, yeah, but we've got a little bit of news to, to kick us off, right, Lou? Well, not so much news as it is something that I don't think we've talked about personally, even though we talk all the time, but, mm -hmm. uh, finally, uh, on Disney Plus, something worthwhile <laughs> for a long time. Finally, <laughs> finally, finally, something worth the twelve ninety nine. Oh my gosh! <laughs> finally, one day, one day, it's a little engine that could, right? They finally got there. Yeah, got it over but the line. On July third, mm -hmm. the Hamilton original uh cast is going to well they're not going to be recording they recorded a live version of the hit broadway musical hamilton and they're streaming it uh on disney plus how about yes. that how about that and for those of you that are worried uh, because uh hamilton the cast recording did come with the e for explicit um there were there was some 
strong language used uh, throughout. Um, according to Lin Manuel Miranda, they removed two of the strongest words. Oh. So they are, it is listenable to everyone. Which makes sense because it's on Disney Plus. <laughs> I don't know, AJ. I thought it was going to be full uh, of, because, I mean, isn't it only like one or two like hard Fs in that musical? He said three in his Twitter feed, and he said that once you use three Fs, you get the R rating. And so in order to like avoid it, he dropped two Fs, is what mm. he said. So maybe he only has two anyway, but I don't know why he brought up the three Fs if he wasn't going to get the R rating anyway. Mm. So, I don't know. But anyway, I am very excited for this, AJ, because we are going to be um, live tweeting it. And we're gonna record ourselves <laughs> watching it for the first time. <laughs> I have made well, some very hard-reaching promises in my lifetime, but this is the most, uh, by far, the, the the most troubling. This might be the most troubling. I know my wife is going to be really upset if I were to watch it without her. So <laughs> we're we're gonna have to to take the negotiations off air. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see. But I'm really oh, excited. Man. I didn't. I did not expect it. Honestly, that announcement because it was supposed to be coming to theaters. I believe this fall, right in November, or next. No, fall. I thought it was next year. Next, it was supposed yeah, to be 2021. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, that's right. And then um, the announcement came, what like two months ago, sometime during quarantine. Because yeah. uh, every day is the same at this point. <laughs> until july 3rd and then that day is totally different um and so i remembered thinking to myself like that was incredible to to hear because you know that they had a year and I, my understanding was that it was probably gonna land around the independence day holiday anyway for that release mm -hmm. um so you know they had they they basically have a at that point at the time that they decided to to push it forward to july of this year they had what 14 months 15 months mm -hmm. and i mean i i don't know how optimistic anyone is about like a vaccine but they could have you know just pushed it and waited and waited it out um but this is one of the rare good entertainment pieces of news <laughs> that yeah. one can receive so yeah yeah very exciting I'm very very, very excited we'll make another episode on hamilton because i mean people are begging us for another hamilton episode so are they our our people is yeah. it just one person and is our it subscribers our <laughs> we've we have a total of one comment in our on our videos and oh want to be friends so all i'm saying is it's definitely not a bot <laughs> <laughs> Wait, that comment is wannabe friends? Yeah, I'm, <laughs> I'm pretty sure it's a bot. That's the joke, AJ. The I joke had no is... idea it was a bot. Okay, that's hilarious. Sorry, sorry to burst your bubble. I wanted more friends, man. The I threshold for friends. friends is pretty pretty short. Yeah, my, my bar is on the floor for that. Yeah, <laughs> my top eight is pretty full already, and I don't want to okay. drop anybody. Got it got it also if you have that t-mobile top five service 
don't want to drop anyone out of that too. <laughs> a lot uh, of things to consider here. A lot of moving that's parts. That's true. That's true. But hey, um, that was my big like. I can't wait to talk about this because you know it's something I did not expect coming from Disney, and it's a welcome addition to Disney Plus. But today's episode is all about James Cameron or JC, as I like to call him around my house. <laughs> Oh, we're going to get a lot of complaints <laughs> from religious folk. <laughs> we're both Catholic. That's the funny part. But yes, yes, JC. The only JC. It's, it's pronounced uh, like JZ. So maybe. Nice. So I can. I just want to make as many people unhappy as possible. Got it. JZ fans. Uh, <laughs> others. Fans of Jesus Christ. <laughs> Fans of Jesus Christ Superstar. Fans of J.C. Chazé. Got it. Yeah. The unsung hero of NSYNC. But anyway, AJ. Mm. We're going to be talking about James Cameron. So let's talk a little bit about it. Are you a big James Cameron fan? Um, I don't know that I, I could classify myself as a big fan. I When it comes to, to directors, like I'm relatively late to sort of being someone who... Um, consumes film as a medium um, and sort of like, I don't know, uh, likes to, to sit with these pieces for longer than just, you know, entertainment, right? Um, so it's relatively new. And so my, my list of like filmmakers at the moment that I feel like anytime I hear of a release, they're all relatively new, you know? Um, Barry Jenkins, who did Moonlight and If Beale Street Could Talk. Um, uh, right now, Lulu Wang after uh, The Farewell. Greta Gerwig. Um, Dennis Villeneuve, uh, the director of um, Sicario, Arrival, and other things. He's got, a, he's got Dune coming out. Um, I think next year or the year after with Timothée Chalamet. Um, and so, yeah, like the, the, the collection of directors that I kind of want to keep an eye on, oh, Chris Nolan, um, that I want to keep an eye on is relatively, you know, recent and contemporary. Alfonso Cuaron um, as well. And so like I, Cameron, Cameron, correct me if I'm wrong, he hasn't had a major release where he's been a director and or writer since Avatar, which yeah, his came last... out in 2009? Yeah, that was his last movie. Yep, yep. And so, um, yeah, it's tough for me to say that I, I look to him as a fan, but I, when you and I, when we pitched this idea to each other, um, Oddly enough, we were pitching baseballs and then also doing that over a pitcher of lemonade. Um, mm-hmm. We take pitching very seriously. Um, Once a week. I think, <laughs> yes. Um, I think that the the thing that I, at least for me, that I was surprised by was just how um, how much of the films that I grew up with, how many of the films that I grew up with were actually Cameron films and how many of them I feel still retain, you know, that level of being beloved and still relatively hold up. Now, 
we had big plans for, for this episode. I was thinking to myself, I, I was hoping to rewatch Aliens because it had been a real long time since I'd watched that. Um, I'd recently enough, like I'd watched Terminator 2 like two years ago, a year ago. Um, so that, I was like, you know what, if I get to it, I get to it. I still wanted to because that's such a wonderful movie and I've seen it multiple times. So I felt like real good about that one. Um, it had been a really long time since I'd seen Titanic and I wanted to see it again. Um, and then I also was thinking maybe I'll watch the first Terminator again. Um, cause I, I think I've only seen it once, maybe twice. Um, only film I ever got to this <laughs> in this time was Aliens. So unfortunately that's going to be sort of like uh, where I'm going to be coming from uh, and then also from the my memories of the other films but um, yeah what I what I was really surprised by in general was that I, I have such a positive um, review or, or, or sense of feeling when I look back at all of these films by James Cameron uh, that I really enjoy and except for Avatar <laughs> and we haven't had anything since so um yeah I don't know I don't know what about you how are what are your initial thoughts when you think of James Cameron yeah so James Cameron is one of these directors that I had no idea was like a part of my life as I was growing up until later in life when I went back and got into like filmmaking and I thought well who directed these movies you know over time and I didn't know that all these movies that I've watched as I was growing up, it was all James Cameron movies because it was like kind of like I grew up between here and, and Mexico. And so far and few between that, the movies that I was able to see was anything that was like uh, on cable, you know, it just happened to be on or things that were in the theater. And one of my earliest memories of the theater is going to see Titanic. And I was mm. like six or seven when that came out. So I was <laughs> I was probably just brought in because my aunts or something wanted to go watch it. But I was so, like, I hadn't seen Titanic in a long time. So I thought I went to go watch it again, right? So I went to watch Titanic recently, last week. And I thought, well, maybe the reason why I think Titanic is so good is because I'm remembering it from my memory. And I have fond memories of watching it uh, as I was growing up. So I don't really remember much of it. But then watching it again, it still stands the test of time which mm -hmm. is very it's a something you can't say with a lot of directors because yeah. or at least a lot of movies because you know sometimes when you use like stuff like cgi it kind of dates the movie you know you mm -hmm. see certain effects you're like that's a 2000s movie or that's a 90s movie but there's certain directors who was who are able to direct and to make these type of movies that kind of just no matter when you watch them they still feel fresh yeah. And I think James Cameron is one of those directors, just like Steven Spielberg, to an extent uh, in the 90s was like that. Because if you watch Steven Spielberg's movies in the 90s and uh, the 80s, like they still feel fresh and not so much, you know, like um, what's it called? Uh, the Indiana Jones that came out in the mid 2000s. Right. So yeah. I just watched Titanic last weekend and I was like, yep, it's still good. Um, and I was amazed because I had not seen it in a long time. So I was yeah. re ready to be like, oh, uh, Titanic was such a weird movie and what a relic of its time, but it's quite an achievement that <laughs> even after this much time, it still is so fresh. And yeah. 
that was the only movie that I was able to watch again because I don't know if you guys remember Titanic is three hours long and uh, and it's not even me being funny (laughs) it is three hours long but even at three hours long it doesn't feel like it's bloated in any way it feels very much it feels weird because I wanted to be like halfway through it was like I thought I was gonna get fatigue over watching it but it just kind of takes you from one thing to another and it just kind of uh it doesn't overstay its welcome and then you know the titanic is like the backdrop of it but like the character stuff that he does within it it's very very impressive and i did not get a chance to watch some of the older movies but from what i remember watching some of these uh, i could tell that if i went back to them i would have similar thoughts um and not so much like with avatar which i kind of refused to (laughs) rewatch. Even <laughs> having access to it on Disney Plus, uh, subscribe if you're not subscribed, if you can afford it, because you know Disney. Anyway, <laughs> no, but seriously, the uh, it's been on Disney Plus for over a year since I've had it, and I oh. not once have I thought, sure, I'll watch it. It's just yeah. been like not today, James Cameron. but i don't know because that movie is very weird to me because i remember watching it and thinking this is the most amazing movie i've ever seen and i think watching just clips of it kind of make me fatigued of that movie but i don't know maybe i'm getting ahead of myself here but uh, what do you think of like his work in general you know i i think that what's really interesting to me about him is that he he has a very good understanding of sense of scale, sense of scope. And I, and I, I guess I can't tell, but he has a lot more writing credits than he does directing credits. So I'm going to presume that he got his start as a, as a screenwriter. And so he has a phenomenal understanding of narrative. And I think that that's so great because, you know, I don't know that Aliens is better than Alien. I think I prefer Alien. Um, but Aliens is quite the achievement. Um, you know, you, you talked about uh, Titanic being three hours. You know, when we were talking about this off air, I had I'd mentioned that one of the things that I remember growing up, because we owned that movie on VHS, like there were only like two films that we had in our house that required two VHS tapes, you know, for you to play it. It was Titanic and the Ten Commandments, <laughs> and so like you know it was it was a double VHS, and so it was just really weird. Um, and so, uh, but what I do remember was that the multiple times that I'd seen Titanic, it never felt like um, you know it was it was overweight. You know that it was it was dripping with with way too many things. You know what I mean? Um, and it's funny because I part of the reason why I only had time to watch Aliens was because Aliens is two and a half hours long, and I'm usually the type that's kind of like anything over two, you really have to earn it. You know, you have to earn every single minute. My goodness, the pacing of Aliens is exquisite. It is perfect. I I don't know how else to like change that film. I mean, there are other parts of that film that maybe maybe I would change, and and definitely it's a film of its time. That that there are certain parts and certain dialogue and certain characters that maybe shouldn't or wouldn't exist, and certainly wouldn't exist in the same ways they did then. 
Um, but I would not change the pacing. I would not change its structure. I, there's really little um, that I would say uh, structurally is wrong with the film. And that was that was really what stunned me because how often do you get, you know what I mean? We saw this with the, the sequels for Star Wars, right? How often do you get one film um, that kicks off the franchise followed up by another you know, with a different director. And then you could argue, you could make the case that this second film, the sequel, might be better, or at the very least, you know, stands side by side with that first film as an absolute treasure, you know? Like Alien, the, the, the original is very cerebral, and psychological and um it's more of a horror film and aliens is much more action there's still horror elements it's definitely still pretty creepy but it's a lot less atmospheric and so the tone of the film is different but he understands those characters so well and in particular um he understands ripley so well which was um uh the the lead character in the films and I thought that what he did uh, with that character in particular, the arc that he gave her um, in Aliens was, oh, it's, it's a treat, man. I, I don't know. I, I got done with that film and I was just like, wow, James Cameron, I, I kind of feel like he's underrated. And I wonder if part of it is that it's that fatigue from Titanic because Titanic won everything the year that it came out and it was like the biggest film you know of all time up until avatar came around right or yeah. did something else come in between there but avatar came in and sort of you know took took uh took those money records again um and so you know like here's this really really talented um technical uh director and writer who is suddenly living at the top of the financial heap too like he's he owns like blockbusters and like you don't expect a three-hour film to be a blockbuster like i don't know how many films could come out like that today um you know and and command the box office in the same way um i do think that if he released titanic today in the same cut um as a new film, I bet you it would still do heavy numbers because it's a, it's a fantastic project. Right. Um, so yeah, man, I, I don't know. I, I find him just to be a very interesting, um, director. And, and when you, when you move from aliens and you go to like the Terminator series, um, he's visually always been an innovator. Um, I think Terminator two was one of my, most beloved films ever and then like right at the top for science fiction films and he the 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 t-1000 effects were they still they still are i don't know if you've seen them if you've looked at like any clips even like recently those effects hold up yeah <laughs> and that's a film from like 1991 like it is an incredible, incredible technical achievement what he did there. And the story is fantastic too. And, and again, like he's got great characters in that. 
Um, and then the thing, the when I was pulling up his IMDb, I, did you ever watch the film True Lies? No, I didn't. <laughs> it's a great movie. And he directed that film. And I had no idea. James Cameron did True Lies, Terminator 2, Terminator Aliens. Um, and also he wrote Rambo First Blood Part 2. Um, he wrote and directed The Abyss. Um, yeah, man, this guy is just, he's next level. So, yeah, I, I enjoy I enjoy his work. Yeah, and that's what makes, I think, Avatar so interesting, right? Because it's such a, that movie feels very 2009, every clip that I remember of watching it. But I don't think it's James Cameron's fault per se, because he, like you said, he's kind of a, a master of story, right? So my guess, if I had to, like, kind of wonder where it kind of fell apart was, I know behind the scenes there was a lot of world building, for yep. the world of Avatar. So my guess is James Cameron already had in his mind that this was going to be something that's going to be expand, expanded upon. It was That's the first movie that's going to be released on this thing, and they're going to expand it, so they want to build an infrastructure for all this mythology. So they created a new language and music and species, and he put a lot of work uh, in things that people don't really notice. Which yeah. led me to scratch my head. It's like, why, why are you doing all this stuff for if it's bogging down the actual story? Because right. the story is kind of, it's kind of simplified because it's, it's really, I don't know, it's, it's a story that's been told before, but it has outer space elements. It's, it's, a, yeah. it's a science fiction story now. So my guess is, you know, if with everything that he does, he always tries to like elevate what he's doing. So my hope for the new Avatar movies, even though I have no intention of ever watching them, unless I'm proven wrong, is that maybe there is a larger plan that was started with Avatar 1 and, and that's going to keep going into Avatar 2 and 3. And I think there's five of them. So like just knowing that there's five of them, it's, it's a lot to think about. Uh, and the rewatch of Titanic for me kind of revived my hope in James Cameron. Like, okay, this guy knows what he's doing. It's just a matter of finding the right story and kind of bringing back the, that simplified version of his skill set, and not so much of the world building. And I think Avatar 2 and 3 and so on can be something more than the legacy of just Avatar. So people yeah, don't I... think about him like that, just as the Avatar guy. Well, I think that's sad if that's all they think about him for. Because, I mean, even if you want to forget Titanic, which you shouldn't, um, that, you know, Terminator 2 is enough to stake an entire legacy on, in my opinion. Like, that film is freaking perfect. It is so good. And, um, you know, one of the things that I think links the the great films you know or the films that of his that i've really enjoyed is that he he understands the relationships and people you know you mentioned it um in titanic which is that the titanic is the backdrop for the drama between jack and rose right in in aliens um the 
discovery and then the sort of being marooned on uh, a hostile planet with hostile beings is the backdrop for Ripley, among other things, dealing with like having lost so much. So it's like it's a it's it is a lot of film about grief. Um, in Terminator Two, it's about can you really get away from you know like the debt from destiny like that that's the question in this time travel right is can we rewrite the future using the tools that we have to ensure that you can save um you know this particular child's life you know and uh, the thing about all of these films is that they each had moments where i was crying you know in in all of them you know jack and rose the I'll never let go, of course. Um, in Terminator 2, it was when John Connor is saying goodbye to um, to, to, to Arnold uh, Schwarzenegger, the Terminator that was protecting him in this film. And then in Aliens, it was the scenes between Ripley and Newt, you know, like, um, who was basically a stand-in for the daughter that she never got to know because she was in hypersleep for like 50 years, 60 years, you know? And so like the, the thing that grounds James Cameron's successful works for me has always been that he had space and knew how to weave those characters together to give you emotional resonance. And it allowed him the space to do all this world building and all this like narrative stuff you know that that was pulling our attention away from all of that because you were grounded as a viewer in the very resonant and and intimate you know um struggles of the main characters i i i want to believe because i actually i remembered how i felt when i walked out of avatar i was like that wasn't bad you know <laughs> like, i think that that was like my response and then i just saw like everyone be like oh man it was terrible and i was like no i don't know that it was terrible i just don't think that it all worked at the same level that like the cameron films did and i'm not sure what it is because i haven't gone back to rewatch um part of me feels that this may have been the one time where he did do too much and it was too long a film because if i recall correctly that also clocked in clocked in at like over two and a half hours right something like that um and and then also uh, it may have been that you had so much of the interaction taking place between like cgi characters and not so much like human beings you know mm -hmm. and and that may that may tell us more about ourselves than it does about the film but i think that that's something that he wasn't able to quite um come over um I'm hoping that it is really what you say though, that, you know, cause I, I remember, <laughs> I didn't know that he had five Avatar films planned, <laughs> um, you know, like even with that first in mind. And so it came as a shock to me, but I think that if you're looking at a structure for writing, like if it's a five film series, then yeah, that first film is gonna do way like a ton of heavy lifting on exposition and so i'm hoping that when we get the other ones maybe we'll be able to go back to, to avatar and be like oh yeah you know for the most part a lot of this stuff worked and the things that didn't were because it was in service of 
you know, these other films, which, you know, I mean, I, I tend to believe that he gets better with each film that comes out, you know, in a series. So we'll see, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and it's weird because the Avatar 2 was originally supposed to be released on, in December of 2014, right. um, which is um, a long time ago. Um, right. I'll, oh, how young we were. I got, I got married in 2014. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm super curious because, you know me, I, I love to see the, the behind the scenes and the production of things. So I'm, I'm so curious what has been the delay between the release date original originally in 2014 all the way to now the release date will be uh in a couple of years and like i said there are five sequels or five the avatar series will be five films if they all end up being made so i'm super interested what the story is going to be it that warrants five total movie movies uh because his historically uh like we keep mentioning uh james cameron is very much into story and kind of elevating his previous work if, if he's doing a sequel uh because you know like you said he's done uh aliens and then terminator 2 even though he did do terminator 1 he kind of took elements of the first film and then just kind of put uh flipped it on his head and kind of put some new fresh uh sto- ideas into the the films so I'm super curious on what the intent is on his career moving forward because that's a big chunk of of a career to be focusing on one franchise and historically James Cameron is not like a, a franchise type of director so He's for him to be guy. yeah to be putting this much effort into Avatar specifically it's very interesting yeah it feels like it's a passion project which I think I got you know, like if from what I remember in the film, like it felt like it was lovingly made, which you get with uh, a lot of his films. You know, the, the ones that I've seen, it doesn't feel like it's careless or thoughtless. Um, and there was there was definitely a lot of um, just a lot of energy poured into it. I'm. And I don't even know necessarily that he intended to build it as a franchise. I think what he saw was this is just an epic, you know. Mm -hmm. Um, And if if you're going to go by the standards of an epic, then you know five five films, five books, like that that makes sense, you know. Um, I don't know. I it's tough because you know you and I are both creatives. And we both really, uh, you know, I guess I shouldn't say that. I, I don't know. I don't want to speak for you, but like, I know that when it comes to my creative output and passions, um, I like to have the space to be able to chase the muse wherever it goes. Right. Um, and in many ways, I think that, um, even as the first avatar, you know, maybe fell or, or came up a bit short on, on a few things. I am envious of, um, you know, a big name director staking every, I mean, so far into his like career too, at that point, I mean, like he didn't have to, he could have sold out. He could have done anything at that point, you know? And for him, it was like, I'm going to unravel this weird story that I've had in my head forever. 
you know and that's kind of rad um you know so i i am envious of being able to do that i'm envious of the courage with which it takes to do that and then i'm i'm very very inspired by the fact that he still wants to make the other films because he believes in that story which i think that you know again going back and, and and seeing that he probably cut his teeth as a writer and he probably fancies himself a writer before a director um i feel like um there's a there's a something that really resonates in that you know you you write the story that's in front of you write the story that that's in your heart and it seems to me that it's it's this you know and for all the things that james cameron might be um i feel like ernest is definitely one of his things you know like there's a there's a sentimentality that that emerges in all of his films and i thought it was most clear in avatar and maybe that also put people off because you know like the what was the name of the thing that they were like taking from the um planet in obtainium or something like that like mm -hmm. it's dorky as i'll get out because it's so obvious but also because it's pouring out of him <laughs> you know like this is something that he cares about so much and so there's a part of me that kind of feels like like oh james you big dork relax for a skip <laughs> you know it's okay um but yeah no I, I i i want to think and i want to believe that this film's going to be uh, a solid one i don't or yeah. the set of films that's coming is going to be a solid one i don't know if it will be but um james cameron deserves a lot more a lot better than to just be called the avatar guy because good god he's given us some of the best science fiction films like that the the canon has ever seen you know that genre has ever seen so mm -hmm. yeah. and i agree because i mean if you look at his filmography and it's in a whole you know it's a lot of science fiction stuff but also the period where he was really into the, the titanic it showed because not just because he made titanic and it was one of the biggest movies of all time but he also made a documentary about the right. titanic <laughs> called right. ghost of the abyss Right. So everything that you say is true because the, here's a guy who goes all in with his projects. So, and you know, there's a lot to say for a director that goes all in because in the industry, you see oftentimes of directors, you just kind of, they're like, this is my niche. This is what I do. And if whoever wants me to make a movie in my style, then I'll do it. And at that right. point, like, then why are you directing films for? I mean, if that's what you're doing, cool. You know, that's your, your thing. But there's a lot to say for directors that still want to go above and beyond and kind of do films the, the like, in a passionate way. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. And I think that James Cameron, when he runs into a, into a wall or an obstacle, like, narratively, at the very least, he's going at full speed when he does it, you know, and you have to appreciate the effort. Um, mm -hmm. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, I appreciate the heck out of his films. He's he's an interesting, interesting filmmaker. So yeah, yeah. No, I agree. And I mean, go go watch his work if you have not seen James Cameron stuff. In the yes, world. yes. Please do. Please watch Aliens. Aliens. The Alien franchise is really, really good. Oh my god, I I forgot how good it was until I rewatched Aliens, and I was like, my goodness, this is this is amazing. And then. Uh, Terminator 2 was on TNT and TBS like every day 
<laughs> while I was a kid. And so I must have seen that film like a thousand times, you know. Um, Terminator 2 still still rocks. It's still so good. So yeah, at least go see those two. And then True Lies is really, really awesome. Jamie Lee Curtis is great in it. I'm pretty sure Tom Arnold makes an appearance. Arnold Schwarzenegger. He's a spy and she doesn't know. It's pretty great. It's pretty great. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Well, that brings us to the end of our James Cameron um, discussion. Before we do move on to our uh, favorite segment of every week, we do want to know that we're recording this on the day. I believe it's the day that Joel Schumacher has passed away. Um, speaking of underrated film makers i feel like joel schumacher is kind of one of them especially because he made perhaps the most underrated batman film ever batman forever is in my opinion it's like the best batman film (laughs) i it's tough because the nolan films and then the first uh burton film are really really good um but batman forever was phenomenal front to cover and it gets really really pooped on for you know a lot of different reasons some of them silly some of them maybe more serious um but one of the reasons why uh batman forever stands out for me is that i feel like val kilmer's batman was one of the best performances of that character both as bruce and um as being the King Crusader. And so, anyway, my my thing is to celebrate his life, I'm probably going to go rewatch Batman Forever and enjoy that. Um, so, yeah, rest in peace. Joel Schumacher did yeah. a lot of great movies. Um, okay, so now we are at the things that are bringing us joy. Lou, what's bringing you joy this week? Well, something that I've been doing this week, which I don't often do, um, and as a escapism, as a form of escapism, AJ, I've been playing some video games lately, and it started mm-hmm. with uh, Animal Crossings back in March mm-hmm. and in April, but now uh, with the release of, I don't know if you are familiar with the Last of Us franchise uh, for the PlayStation. Bit, yeah. So the PlayStation, uh, the Last of Us is a little video game that takes place in the future after a pandemic has wiped out everybody and now there's people are trying to survive in a lot of different ways and it's just a post-apocalyptic world so i've been (laughs) retreating to this so you're doing a documentary (laughs) yeah basically so the last of us was a a big game a couple years ago and i didn't play it until last year and i really got engulfed into the story because you don't often see that in video games, uh, uh, linear play played video games anymore. It's all like uh, third person shooters or multiplayer online stuff like that. And I've never been really that much into that kind of thing. So uh, Naughty Dog, the uh, developer, they they do the Uncharted series, which is a lot of narrative uh, story based games, which I really really like. And so I knew that The Last of Us was kind of like horror thriller, so I didn't want to play it. But just with everything that's horror and uh, thriller. I avoided it for a long time, and I ended up really enjoying it. So I really, really enjoyed the game last year when I finally played it, and it's a very, very 
beautiful story so the newest installment the last of us 2 was released a couple days ago so i've been really going through it um through that game and it's very very good and it's gone through a lot of controversies uh in the gaming community uh for some reason um i don't know too much about it because i've been trying to avoid spoilers because i really like the story but from what i know it has something to do with uh main characters but also the lead character uh, is gay so i think that's another aspect of it that maybe a lot of people are not too happy about but um, so far i really enjoy this game even though it mirrors a lot of what's happening right now but at least it's so uh cartoony to the extent to where like ah, that couldn't possibly happen even though we're currently going through a pandemic and this game story starts with a pandemic so hmm. if anybody's interested in video games at all i, I highly recommend the last of us too very nice. Very so what's nice. yeah? My brother, my brother's been playing The Last of Us. And, oh, nice! And I think he just got The Last of Us too, based on when when we just had our conversation, our family uh, FaceTime, and he said he'd been playing um, The Last of Us too. Uh, yeah, the, so. the original came out on PS3. That's it's a PS3 title. Oh man, and I wish my PS3 wasn't broken. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. There's a lot of things I wish right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy well um so the things that are bringing me joy this week uh there are a few so first i i hadn't had an opportunity to mention it i don't think in the previous um episodes because uh, i think that the times that we ended up recording them kind of like worked its way around when i was watching it but um the espn documentary the last dance was something that i finished a few weeks ago um and i just had a blast um, going through it is very nostalgic. I love basketball um, in the Philippines. It's like our national sport. And so um, I, I knew of the Lakers and Magic Johnson and Kareem Abdul-Jabbar before I even immigrated to, to the U.S. Like that's how uh, big basketball is in the Philippines. And so, um, you know, I, I grew up in the Jordan era. And so seeing all of this stuff just kind of brought me back to that time. And it was really, really fun. Um, and then I just finished like two days ago, um, the Watchmen HBO's the Watchmen. And it is an incredible achievement in terms of TV. It is also very, very timely, um, you know, given discussions on race and policing and, um, you know, the white supremacist history of uh, America. Um, it takes place, it's, it's a sequel to The Watchmen. So it sort of takes place in that alternative reality that was, um, you know, set up by Alan Moore's comic. Um, and actually that film is probably Zack Snyder's best film. So if you want to, if you want to like watch Zack Snyder do something that was um, maybe kind of competent, um, that's the film that you want to watch. Anyway, I, I thought that The Watchmen was really, really, really wonderful. It's a lot of things in there, a lot of complex stuff to go through. Um, but yeah, I highly recommend uh, catching The Watchmen. And then the final thing is Phoebe Bridger's most recent album just dropped this week. And oh, yeah. it is a gift. It is so beautiful, um, tender, um, and uh, honest and earnest, which I think are, are things that we really need right now. Um, so definitely get out there, listen to, to the album. Uh, I think she does a phenomenal job. 
So yeah, that's it. I mean, and speaking of which, uh, Anderson Pac also has a new song out, oh. as does her. Um, oh yeah. yeah. Okay. Which both are, I mean, it, they're awesome songs. Um, I know Beyonce also released a track. I wasn't like the biggest fan of it, but I know she also mm-hmm. released something new called the Black Parade this week. Uh, but mm-hmm. yeah, Anderson Park, I, I really, really like his uh, his new single Lockdown. And her, uh, I don't listen to a lot of her stuff, but every time I do, it's it's great. Um, she released a song called I Can't Breathe, and mm-hmm. it's half spoken word, half a song, and it's 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 a it's a great great song. Okay, I didn't know that. I'll I'll check them both out. That's awesome. All right. Well, thank you all for sticking with us as usual. Um, please do like and subscribe. Um, you know wherever the uh, subscribe button is here. Um, and if you are getting to us via the podcast route, please do like, rate, and subscribe. Um, if you write, if you rate us, and then do a little uh, summary, that actually helps to bump us up. Uh, in the charts and so that would really help us because we are still still wanting to get that me undies money yeah. so that's why we're everywhere AJ out. that's yeah. why we're audio form on YouTube I mean for our YouTube listeners who are also watching us if you want if you're listening to us on a podcast form and you want to see us on YouTube this is the only place you'll uh, see me do this yep there you go and it if you're listening so to it, I don't, you don't even know what it is. You don't even know what it is. I'm not going to, I'm not going to spoil it. I'm yeah. not going to spoil it. Yeah. You got to watch it on YouTube. So, <laughs> um, anyway, y'all thank you guys so much. We look forward to seeing you guys again next week. Peace out. Bye.